What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because you can have everything in life that you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. Hat tip to Zig Ziglar for that one. Well, what's one thing that people want? They want great deals on great products. And for you as a side hustler, that spells a business opportunity in curating and disseminating those deals, just like Side Hustle Show listener Cameron Stover from HuntingGearDeals.com is doing. Cameron kind of stumbled into this business, starting with his hunting hobby and a passion for finding good deals. He ended up acquiring the site from its original owner and accelerating the revenue growth to $90,000 last year. Stick around in this one to hear how the site makes money, the creative ways Cameron gets free content to publish, and how you might be able to apply some of the same strategies in your own business. Notes and links for this one are at sidehustlenation.com slash Cameron. That's C-A-M-R-O-N. While you're there, make sure to download the free list of 20 more hobby niches I put together that you could apply the same general business model to. Once again, that's at sidehustlenation.com slash Cameron or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. I'll be back after the interview. Ready? Let's do it. So initially the website was created by Mike Higman back in 2016 and it was probably late 17, maybe early 18 when I actually learned about huntinggeardeals.com. I heard Mike on a podcast, actually, promoting his website, and he was a guest kind of talking about hunting, and they worked the Hunting Gear Deals website into that. And I really was intrigued by his business model and kind of what how he was helping the hunting community find good deals on hunting products. So I'd always kind of done stuff like this for friends in the past, but I never did it as a business. I just did it for fun and because I was very knowledgeable about the hunting industry and the products that we utilized. And a lot of people's and my buddies' wives and stuff like that weren't. So they would come to me at Christmas time, hey, what kind of gift should I buy? And I would always try to help them. So the opportunity presented itself for me to start helping out. Um, and that com- communication just started up through social media. I volunteered. It's like, hey, if you ever need somebody to assist you with the website, let me know because I would love to help out. And then I started just randomly sending good deals when I would find something through an online retailer. And one day, Mike reached out and said, hey, I'm getting a little busy right now with my other side hustle and my day job. And I was wondering if you could come back, you were still interested in coming back in to helping out. I jumped at the chance. I didn't really see it as a monetary value. I just enjoyed it. There's a trade show that I wanted to be a part of. And I was like, hey, as long as you get me a ticket to the ATA show, (laughs) I want to go. And then my whole goal in the beginning, all through 2018, through 2019, even though we were making a couple of dollars, it wasn't important. It was just fun for me at that time. Okay. So this was kind of hitching your cart to an interesting business, a business that you found interesting and being a part of the industry and kind of shadowing somebody who was, you know, maybe one or two steps ahead in entrepreneurship to say, can I learn from you? Can you show me the ropes? And can I be of service in some way? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I did this because I'm passionate about hunting, the products that's utilized, and I've really found that I'm good at sharing and finding these deals. What was your workload like during that time? What kind of tasks did he have you working on? I always considered myself the grunt of the website, and he was the brains. So we have two parts to the website, basically, and I say we, but at that time it was we. There's a daily deals section. So each day you scour the web. A lot of online retailers have discounted products, whether it be through a clearance or through some kind of part-time, short-term sale. 
And then there's also the gear review side of it. So Mike started working on the gear review side of the business and I took over the daily deals. So that required a couple hours of work, seven days a week to ensure that our email list received their email each and every day. And then I would go to social media if I found a good deal on something that needed to be publicized and promoted, I would go to social media to promote that deal as well. Okay. And then affiliate links through the email and through social media to say, here's the, here's the best deals we found today. Click here to buy now. And that's like, you're becoming a valuable part of the community because you're sending them great deals on the stuff that they want. And you're making a little bit of commission on that. Am I understanding that correctly? You're exactly right. My whole goal is to be a resource to the hunting community. Yeah, you make a couple dollars in the process, but at the end of the day, I'm helping the consumer save money because they're able to take advantage of deals and sales that they may not find on their own. It takes a lot of time and effort to scour the web and look for these deals, and this kind of shortens it down all in one place. Yeah, tell me about that process. Do you have any tools or strategies in place? Like if I wanted to replicate this, like there's a guy in the podcasting community who has like podcasting gear deals. And I don't know if that's like the exact name, but that's the idea. And he'll send you, you know, emails or social notifications on, you know, certain mics that go on sale or like stuff like that. And so you could replicate this model in a bunch of different industries. And that's, what's interesting here, but like any, any best practices you found for shortcutting that just labor intensive two hour daily deal searching process. The first thing I do is sign up for that website's email link list. So they will email me every day when they have a sale or they discount a product or something like that. Now, it's not always like the clearance price products that they're trying to get rid of, but it is like uh, Black Friday, man, your inbox, you know how the you get a <laughs> yeah, bunch yeah, yeah. of these emails. Well, I'm scouring through those and compiling all that information each day. That's step one. There's also some software for Amazon. Amazon's got a an unlimited number of products out there. And there's some tools that you can utilize for that. So when prices drop, you'll get an email from, I think it's Camel, Camel, Camel. Uh, even as a consumer, you can utilize this to to jump on that good deal. Well, I'll utilize it for my business. And then my third strategy is word of mouth from other people. So there's online forums and stuff like that where guys are just like I was and they wanted to help other people get a good deal on something. So they would share that information. So I'll go to some some of these forums and they have dedicated areas to hunting gear deals, but not call it from my website. And I'll kind of copy off what they're already doing. They're already doing some of that legwork. So occasionally I'll find some great deals that way as well. Okay. Yeah. Being embedding yourself in the community and just having your ear to the ground for what people are talking about. No, that makes sense. Can you give a sense of how big that email list is today? The email list that I'm subscribed to, I've got about 200 partners. My email list for my website is about 48 to 4,700 people. And it's all organically grown. I haven't purchased an email list and everybody that signed up has signed up through the website. Okay. And so those 4,800 people are getting emails from you every day now on the best hunting deals, hunting gear deals. Yes. I have it broke down to where they receive a daily deal email every day at 11 a.m. Eastern. And then on Thursday, any kind of gear reviews or blogs that I post for the week, then they get they get that email as well. So occasionally you get unsubscribes, which would be daily. Um and then some people will still stay subscribed to that Thursday email because they enjoy that content maybe a little more than the daily deal email. Okay. 
What's the email service provider that you're using for that? Currently using MailChimp. Um, that's basically the what I inherited, and it's the only thing I've ever utilized in the past. But I was listening to, I think, one of your podcasts the other day, and uh, there was a young lady that was getting a way better deal on pricing than I was. Uh, so I may need to look into that. Yeah, the, uh, the Flowdesk software is one that's come up a few times in recent months as a low-cost uh, service provider, especially as the mailing list grows. So something to keep on your radar. I haven't tested it personally, so I can't make an endorsement there. But okay, so people are um, subscribed to the list and you're sending that stuff out daily. Are you comfortable sharing? Like when you hit send, you can expect to make 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Like what's the typical like revenue from one of these blasts? Uh, it ranges. I mean, uh, it just depends on the deal. I mean, basically there's products that go on sale that nobody wants. And then for instance, yesterday there was a product that rarely goes on sale, and when it does, I work very hard to make sure that I promote that deal, and it's an instant hundred and fifty dollar day off of affiliate commissions just from that one product. If I okay. could replicate that two or three times a day, <laughs> that would be great. Sure, is that the call to action on the website? Like subscribe for best deals straight to your inbox, or what's the what's the pitch there? There's kind of two. I've got a pop up that's delayed that'll encourage people to subscribe to the email because uh, I want to capture that email. But there's a call to action on every deal page that says shop now to send those people off the website to where they can take advantage of that deal. So I'm trying to do two things. I'm trying to capture that affiliate commission and I'm trying to capture your email address at the same time. All right. So you're putting together these daily deals. You're in charge of that side of the site. At what point does Mike say, you know what, I, I'm i busy. I got to focus my uh, uh, energy somewhere else. Do you want to just take this thing over? Do you want to just buy this off of me? He actually didn't come to me looking for someone to purchase it. I had talked to him multiple times about maybe buying this and going and doing it full time eventually. He found a lot of success with his side, other side hustle, and he got very consumed in it. I don't blame him. And I was in an area financially to where I could twist his arm enough and convinced him that I would do hunting gear deals, which was his baby at the time, justice, and grow it to where he knew it had the potential to become. What did that deal look like structure-wise? It hurt my pocketbook. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was right around... Uh, $100,000 for that purchase. So it was a major commitment on my end. Yeah. But I, after looking at the revenue and projections, I knew that it would pay for itself within two years. Um, and actually it paid for itself in 14 or 15 months. Yeah. So purchased around a 24X multiple, which is pretty cheap these days as far as website valuations. And then you were able to increase revenue to have that break even point even earlier, which is awesome. Well, we actually weren't no we were nowhere near revenue at that time than what it makes now. So we were actually at a thirty nine X. I was just going off my projections from year to year. Okay, so okay. We were at a thirty nine, so it was a major risk and I was like I know the value of it long term, so I have to go ahead and do it now because originally when I started this process I think I could have got it for like half or less. Uh, but it just, we kept delaying it and delaying it and delaying it. And finally, I was like, let's do this. And um, it was just at the right time. And I'm thankful for the opportunity. 
Yeah, so we're about 14 months, I guess, now-ish, maybe a little bit past from the point of purchase then. And so now you're, you're, you're paid off. You're like everything now from here on out is gravy. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, it, it's been a grind to get to this point, but I'm looking now into 2022 to take this part-time side hustle to a full-time business. Okay. What is it going to take to get you there? A giant leap of faith. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm really looking towards maybe September of this year. I've got a great job. My day job is I do very well with, uh, and it's very hard to leave that guaranteed money, uh, a salaried position Yeah, that does better than what the side hustle does right now, but it's very close. And I'm just not quite ready to buy, buy insurance. And I'm expecting a dip this year from 2021 due to like COVID and people buying online and stuff. So I really want to see where this year goes. And I want to get a good grasp on selling advertising space before I take that step. If I can sell advertising space to what I think it's, I can value it at, that's going to be my cushion to allow me to step away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Something more predictable recurring versus the, well, maybe this deal didn't resonate this week versus the one that you described. Well, if I can hit send and make 150 bucks, then that's great. But I, it doesn't always work that way. Exactly. Uh, talk to me on the marketing and discovery side. Is this a traditional affiliate site SEO play? Like, How are people discovering the site to begin with? Initially, it was just through dumb luck. The SEO side of it, we weren't utilizing anybody or any certain programs to build SEO-focused content. We were just providing content that nobody else had. And then now that I've taken this full-time, I'm starting to gear towards that SEO-focused content and trying to do something that's supposed to hit all these highlights and rank me higher on Google. In the initial side of it, getting the word out, it was basically through social media. You gain traction slower and slower, and eventually Google recognizes that. Now, my organic traffic is like 80, 85% of the daily traffic that I receive each day, unless I do something special on social media. And it's usually not through advertising. It's usually through hunting-related Facebook groups and shares from people that have found value in that sale. Yeah, I'm looking at the feed of recent articles on the homepage, and you're right, it's very quick, timely, deal-oriented content versus long-form affiliate content, like the you know 10 best crossbows for whatever use case, you know, something like that's a little bit more evergreen and, you know, maybe the you know, the prices change all the time. It's a little bit, I don't know, these ones, this is, again, hard to source, uh, especially on a daily basis. On the daily deal side, is there a plugin or resource that you're using to, like, push all of these to the website in a way that isn't you sitting behind WordPress all day long and being like, okay, now I got to publish this next thing and I got to find an image for it and I got to embed this thing and I got to find my tracking link and all this stuff? Nope. Um, now there's a couple affiliate companies out there that have a, a quick button to grab your affiliate link. But at the end of the day, I'm scouring the web. I'm finding the deal. I'm creating original content. Uh, I don't like to just copy and paste. Google will punish me if I just copy and paste. Right. So I try to create original content. 
post that deal up each and every day uniquely. Now, the good thing is once it's there, I'll set an expiration because deals end. That's We talk about evergreen content. We talk about fresh content. Those deals have to be fresh. So they'll expire. They're not deleted and they're not gone forever. So when that product comes back for sale again, all I have to do is hit the search bar on my website, look for it, refresh it with maybe the new link or whatever or new price and bring it back to the top. As long as I don't change my permalink, the Google get, keeps on increasing my value. Okay, that makes sense. So you're not, as long as it doesn't go out of stock, or even if it goes out of stock for a while, it eventually comes back. So not deleting this stuff from the feed from two, three years ago, because you never know, maybe it'll come back. Uh, and then that makes the process quicker the second time around. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I'll set an expiration date. So when you look for that product through Google and Google sends you to my website, you're still going to find it. But at the bottom of it, it's it may say expired. So that just kind of lets the consumer know, hey, this deal is no longer valid. But at the end of the day, I'm still building value with each and every deal post, even though they're going to expire. Now, I'm working more on creating evergreen content through gear reviews, blogs, and even going in, getting ready to go into the wild game recipe side of things to create that evergreen content for increased page views and long-term affiliate links and commissions. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you, whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Okay. Yeah. Talk to me about the gear reviews side. So this is the, this is a more typical affiliate site type of content where, you know, 
this product versus this product, the 10 best of this type of product, you know, this product review, that type of content can be really evergreen and can rank, can rank really well. That's kind of the, what I think of as affiliate site or typical affiliate site content. That's more uh, what you tend to see there. Talk to me a little bit about the strategy on that front, deciding what to review, deciding the type of content to create there and setting that up for SEO success. Well, I want to touch base on something you said about those top tens, and that's kind of what you see when you type when you look on a lot of affiliate websites. Yeah, what I saw was the fact that most of the people that were writing them in my niche didn't have a clue about the products; they were just regurgitating what was written on somebody else's website and making it their own. So I wanted to go away from that. I wanted something natural, and I wanted honesty. So each time there's a gear review posted on the website, it's done by someone that's not getting paid to provide that gear review. They may get free product, but they have to provide me back with an honest gear review, the good and the bad. And that's what people relate to the most. Can I drive more traffic by driving doing a top 10 of 2022? Of course, I can do that. But I want to provide value to the consumer and educational value. And that's what I felt like was missing in my niche. It's easy for me to crank out the top 10 new products because there's only 10 crossbows made by this certain brand or what X amount of broadheads or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, I want to find something that adds value, not necessarily generates money, if that makes sense. So are you writing this stuff yourself or you're hiring other expert writers to help out with it? Well, I do both. I do some of these gear reviews and I have a team of gear reviewers as well. So Mike, I give him all the credit for setting this gear review program up. So basically the average guy that likes to hunt, that has a passion for sharing those experiences. Some people have YouTube channels. Some people like to write and they don't have a, a way to uh, scratch that itch. And that's what Hunting Gear Deals was for me. It was allowed me to scratch that creative itch. So what I've been able to do is capitalize that and do a gear review application. So in order for you to write gear reviews for huntinggeardeals.com, you have to submit a resume. And part of that resume is a sample gear review. I'll take those sample gear reviews and post them on the website if they're good. If they're not, I'll relay back information, kind of proofread those, give you another chance to get better at it. Once they're approved, I'll put you in the program, and then I'll start sending out products for those individuals to review and provide back a gear review for. The initial gear review is a product they already own. So I have a network of people, and then, (laughs) I hate to admit it, but I usually keep the good stuff for myself, or at least the stuff that I want. And then when a manufacturer looks at me and says, hey, we're, I've got X amount of product to send, I said, okay, I've got these five people that are next up in line, send them to them. Okay. This is a really creative way. It sounds like you're getting free content in exchange for them being a part of your community, getting their name out there. And like you said, scratching that kind of creative itch. Like, well, I got this cool thing. I want to share about it. You're exactly right. And that's kind of what it boils down to. I could do all these gear reviews if I had the time, but I don't. And what I've had to do now is I didn't have enough time to do all the gear review implementation to the website. So I've had to hire somebody to actually implement, take those gear reviews that are completed by somebody else, 
put them on my website, I'll come back and put my affiliate links in it, put my finishing touches on it and turn that de- or that review live. Okay. And I've got all that content and all I've got in it invested in it is what I paid that individual to, to type it into my website. Sure. You're kind of like editor in chief formatter type of person. Exactly. Okay. Are those reviewers, you, did they find you through Facebook groups? So how did they initially uh, come to discover you? Usually it's through the website. It's not necessarily through social media. At the bottom of each gear review, there's a button or a link. It's if you're interested in doing gear reviews or being part of it, fill out this application. So we've got a, we've got a, a Google form. And when someone goes to that, it fills it out. I get an email with basically their information that they submitted. And then I will reach out, contact them and work on helping them set up a product that they already own that I haven't already fe- featured on the website. That is something I have to keep track of because I don't want six gear reviews on the same product. Uh, so there's sometimes a headache with that. But it's a very seamless pro- process. Takes a little bit of management time on my end, but I don't have any money in it. I just have time. Yeah, I think that's a pretty creative way to do it. It could probably be replicated in any hobby-ish niche that people are just into and trying to share about. Like it would be harder to to incentivize people to write free content in, you know, in something that would be, you know, less interesting or less exciting to them. But that's an interesting one. Any method of prioritizing the breadth of potential products to review based on keyword search volume, how new it is, why, you know, what your community is asking you about, just trying to figure out how do you figure out what to write about next? Up until now, up until recently, basically it was whatever free product that I could get was featured. What I figured out is I was spending, I was the 80-20 rule. 80% of my revenue was coming from 20% of the posts. So I went back and looked at which which of my partners, affiliate partners, am I making the most money from? And when I broke that down, it's like, okay, 2022, I'm focusing on these specific brands. So what I did actually in the last week, I went through social media and I said, hey, who wears this particular product of a certain brand? And if you're interested in doing gear reviews on those products, send me an email. So I got two or three guys and says, hey, I've got 20 pieces of their gear. I would love to do gear reviews for you. So I just lined up all that free content due to a social media post that is going to pay dividends for years to come as long as I get quality gear reviews out. Right. Yeah, I imagine. Because even sometimes I'll get guest posts and there's there's always a little bit of massaging that you have to kind of do to optimize it and make it fit, you know, the style of the website. And that's okay because you didn't have to start from a blank page. Somebody gave you 2,000 words to work with. Like, okay, this is definitely better than starting from scratch there. You mentioned something that the it sounds like the brands oftentimes are they recognize you as an influencer they recognize you as a potential source of sales and so they're saying can we send you some free stuff if you review it we'll send you some free stuff is that accurate you're exactly right i mean from five dollar products up to brand new guns but i do have a wide variety of companies that i've worked with out there and what i have noticed is a lot of Major online retailers, when they have branded products, that's the products they want to send in for reviews the most. Like a sportsman's guide, if they have their own line of products, they're more likely to send that brand product than they are to sell something they sell for somebody else. 
Are you doing any proactive outreach to get those deals or get that free product in hand? Or these companies just have found you at this point, like the site has authority enough that they say, okay, this guy is worth reaching out to? Probably 80% of the products or more come from me searching for it. Oh, okay. Uh, even today, uh, somebody, one of my Better Gear viewers said, hey, I'm looking for a backpack tent. And they're a high value item. So I said, send me five. So he sent me those five items. I looked through my affiliate partners and said, who sells it? And I emailed each one of them. I said, hey, I've got a qualified gear reviewer, one of my best. He's looking for this particular product to do a review on. If you're interested, we would love to feature it on huntinggeardeals.com. Chances of that happening, not high, but occasionally it works. Okay. Oh, I was like, it's that easy? No. I wish, but occasionally I get something something good. The rest of the time, it's like, hey, whatever. And usually my line when dealing with manufacturers like that is very simple. Whatever product that you want featured, we will review. I'm not going to go out and beg for certain products, even though I did on that example. I want to promote the the products that you want to promote. And usually... Companies are way easier to work with if you let them dictate what products are featured because they usually know what products going to be discontinued this year versus what products just came out. It makes it a lot easier. Okay. Do you have a set publishing schedule on the review side? On the daily deal side, it looks like you're pushing out five, ten, dozens of posts a day in some cases, but on the more curated review side, it's a little more in depth. Like, is there a set publishing schedule you try to stick to there? No, there's really not. Prior to about three weeks ago, I was doing it all on my own. And I just brought a guy guy in by the name of Ryan to help me with the gear reviews. And he's been already a great help. Okay. But basically whenever I get them, uh, certain gear reviews will come with a timeline or a timeframe. Um, and that's usually set up prior to the start of the review, and I have to try to meet those so I can continue working with that in, that company. But other than that, it's certain products take longer to review than others. Like if I get a pair of boots on my feet, I'm not going to review them in one weekend. I want to take three months and wear those boots out, or at least do my best to figure out if they're quality or not. Uh, if I'm taking a product off the shelf, performing a gear review and flipping it the next day, it's not a quality review. It's basically what you're going to see on anybody else's website. It's kind of what I feel about it. Yeah, they're not going into the depth and knowledge. And not all my gear reviewers are doing that. But when I get a product myself, that's what I'm trying to do. It's the product that I'm comfortable with and sharing the the good and the bad, the ups and the downs of that product. Yeah. Is there any sponsored product or is this just kind of, we will, you know, you send this, the thing, we'll review it. Is there any money changing hands for like a sponsored post there? Or is it just, hey, we're part of your affiliate program already. So we'll just do it on a performance basis. There was one product and that was actually a mobile app and they paid me for a review. And it also came with some advertising as well. Uh, but other than that, everything else has been product for review. It's not been any additional money. I've seen where people that are more in depth in affiliate marketing that are getting paid to do reviews. I'm not there yet. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's common. I, I realize now that people are like, you know, charging for guest posts and stuff. Well, how much does a guest post cost on your site? Like, 
shoot, I, if you were going to give me content, I would just publish that for free. But apparently that's, you know, a little sub industry, but it's always a changing landscape. And it's interesting to hear how other people have it going, how they have it set up. So there's the affiliate stuff. Is that mostly Amazon or is these like private brand deals? Curious, just the, the makeup on the affiliate side. Amazon is actually just a few percent of actually what Hunting Gear Deals does. It used to be a lot more, but you probably remember when Amazon cut their affiliates commissions. And when they did, it really hurt. So what I was able to do was look back and say, a lot of these companies already have affiliate programs in place. Why not go directly with them? And they're usually able to pay higher percentages. So I make more money. Where I do the best is direct-to-consumer brands. In the industry in which I'm in, there are certain companies that the only place you can buy their products is through their website. And those are my favorite to work with, hands down. Okay. And do they often have an off-the-shelf affiliate program that you find in the footer of their website and you can just request to join? Or do you have to do a little bit more relationship building to be able to send them customers and have them pay you for that? Uh, Both. Some work with Companies like Avant Link and Impact Radius, some look at my analytics and say, you're doing enough business in our niche. Your keywords are ranking so high. We want to work with you and we will build a program for you, uh, which is very rewarding to be on the my end of that, to hear someone or a brand say that about my business and seeing value in working with me by itself and doing a one-off. There's a lot of companies out there that have their products listed on Amazon. So if they don't have an affiliate program, I say, hey, we can still do those gear reviews for you. I'll just send them to Amazon instead. And usually they're pretty good with that. Okay. Yeah, this is interesting. I appreciate you sharing both this, you know, decreasing your reliance on Amazon. Like, well, when they cut commissions, I was able to go, you know, direct to these brands and oftentimes get better rates there. Plus you just have a closer relationship with that. So appreciate that and appreciate this note on the direct to consumer brands performing well, because we've seen from the guys who were running Finn versus Finn and then Tammy Smith, who had uh, a fitness site, she said the same thing. It was like these, you know, up and coming direct to consumer brands where if you can be a first mover, if you can be among the first to write that product review, then by default, you're going to rank really well for that because people are looking for it, kind of skating where the puck is going type of analogy to say, okay, we're going to be you know, on top of it and we're going to get rewarded uh, as a result. More from Cameron in just a moment, including some of the innovative ways he's getting his brand in front of his target readers and the time he's investing into this business. But before that, let me take a moment to thank our sponsor, FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the award-winning all-in-one accounting solution that's built for business owners like you and I. I've been a customer myself for years and this is the tool that I rely on to invoice clients or advertisers and get paid fast. Now on the surface, yes, it's an invoicing and bookkeeping tool, but if we dig a little bit deeper, it's really a time-saving tool. How FreshBooks works is it takes all of the not-so-fun parts of running a business, like building and tracking invoices, like tracking uh, receipt data for easier expenses, like managing online payments, and it just automates and simplifies those tasks. Consistent FreshBooks users report saving up to 11 hours a week in the process. That means a lot more time to move your business forward, serve your customers, and practice your craft. 
And with tax season upon us, FreshBooks has your back. Inside the intuitive dashboard, you're going to find a ton of helpful reports to choose from so you'll know exactly where your business stands and you can easily hand over the keys to your accountant so they can take over when it's time to close the books for the year. Try FreshBooks free for 30 days. There's no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash side hustle to get started today. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle to get more time back to build the business you love. Anything else on that marketing front, the social side, the YouTube side, anything else either that's working for you now or that's coming on the horizon? I don't do a whole lot with my YouTube channel, but what I have started doing is looking at people that are doing gear reviews online uh, through YouTube, but they're not putting them in print. And in return for me displaying your YouTube video, we can work together and put this gear review in or blog post into print and I generate traffic through Google. I generate traffic for you to for page or views on your video and we both win. So I'm looking to partner with people that are in my niche that are doing a lot of work, but they don't quite have a website or location to generate both traffic from keyword search through Google versus just YouTube. Okay. Yeah, that's a creative way to do it. I mean, YouTube lets you embed this stuff. I guess maybe that's a, a checkbox on the channel level or the video level for the video creator. So yeah, you can embed this. I'll get the video views and the brand building awareness that comes with that. And you're saying, well, let me create the complimentary written guide or the written review resource to accompany the video. And maybe I get some page views and maybe I get some affiliate commission as a result. And that can be a win-win for everybody. Plus the you know, having the video on your page, maybe that improves your time on site metrics and, you know, all sorts of benefits that may come of that. Yep. You're exactly right. Um, how about on the social side? Is there a Facebook community uh, for hunting gear deals? Is there Instagram page? Is there a Pinterest presence? Like what else is going on there? Through Facebook is where I've done most of the advertising, not just paid, but through groups. Face, There's a lot of Facebook groups for hunters. So I will try to get creative and say, hey, can I sponsor something like a giveaway or something like that in your Facebook group um, and give this product away in return for uh, having a pinned post on your web or on your Facebook group or having permission to promote uh, a deal or sale or something like that. There's some groups out there that just allow those posts. The problem is with external links on Facebook, they don't get a lot of views. And that's kind of I've in that. Um, that little black hole on Facebook. So I've got to gotta figure that out. If there's anybody out there in the social media world that can fix that, I would greatly appreciate the help. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you, if you have figured a workaround for that, definitely let us, let us know. That would be interesting. But I know that's kind of a creative way to get in front of your target audience. Say, where are they already hanging out? Well, they're hanging out in these hunting-related Facebook groups. I may not be able to go in there and just post my link uh, for risk of getting banned or just being like, dude, who, who are you coming in spamming up our Facebook group? But could I run a sponsored giveaway? Could I lead with value first, especially if companies are sending you free product and didn't cost you anything? And like, okay, here's a way to be of value to the community and get uh, get some traffic, hopefully get some email subscribers in return for that. Is that is that right? You're exactly right. I haven't been able to translate social media into email subscriptions. I had this ridiculous goal before I quit my day job of 100,000 email subscribers. 
And I'm more than a year into this, and I realize that that is not feasible at this level. So I have to get creative and provide quality content to the people that I have and slowly keep on trucking until I get to an area because there's an opportunity in email marketing uh, to not necessarily sell your list, but to provide for me to do an email blast for brands and products that I want to get to. I've actually paid for Black Friday for that to try to sample that to see what it was like. The return on my investment was poor, but I had a very, that individual had a very low open rate. What I have learned with my email list is I have a quality open rate, even though it's not as large. I did nearly just as many of somebody with 100,000 subscribers as I did with my 4,800 subscribers. Yeah. We're, and maybe we'll put a call out to the audience. Like if you have any ideas for Cameron to grow his email list, because I think a hundred thousand, I mean, there's definitely more than a hundred thousand people interested in hunting gear deals out there in the world. So it's just a matter of finding them, connecting them and and getting them to sign up for your thing. So if you have any ideas for Cameron, uh, definitely stop by the comments for this episode at sidehustlenation.com slash Cameron, C-A-M-R-O-N. Let us know, put our heads together. Maybe we can f- come up with something there. The, I mean, one idea would be like word, how to incentivize word of mouth sharing, right? Your subscriber base likely knows other people who would be interested in this, right? How could you incentivize them to share your email list and get them signed up? There's a handful of tools to do that. Spark Loop, I think, is one that a guest shared on the podcast. But really trying to get, you know, similar to what you're doing with the Facebook groups is like, well, who else is already talking to that audience? And could I come in with a gear review shout out or maybe like a viral giveaway, you know, for a gear review, something that you have. I, I would love to geek out on different ways to grow this email list. Cause I think a hundred thousand is more than feasible. And, you know, like you said, it's something that's good. You're already putting the work in to send these daily emails. It's the same effort for 5,000 people as it would be for 50,000 or a hundred thousand. So yeah, I think there's lots of ways that we can geek out on, on growing that email list. So we mentioned Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, or any other social channels? I actually did some Pinterest this year. Um, Spent some money on Pinterest ads after being inspired through your podcast. I can't remember who you interviewed, but she seemed very in-depth, so I tried that. Didn't get as far as I wanted to get with that, so I kind of dropped off the Pinterest. I realized it's something that takes more time than I'm willing to devote to that right now. Yeah, just on the surface, it doesn't seem like necessarily your target audience would be on there, but you never know. Apparently, the male audience is growing, and not to saying that you know women don't hunt, but just stereotypically, what you know what you think of as Pinterest. Well, it's kind of unique. So, hunting gear deals doesn't just appeal to the hunting community; it appeals to people that are buying gifts for the hunting community. So, I get a lot of people that are very thankful because they didn't know what to buy their spouse or loved one that enjoyed hunting. So I feel like Pinterest is a valuable tool for me. I just have to figure out and devote the time to doing it accordingly for that audience, not towards the hunter, towards the person that's buying the hunter gifts. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense too. Anything else that is working for you marketing wise? Basically right now I've started working with some online forums to promote through their websites. They've already got the audience that I need. So working with some of these niche forums 
in certain areas of the country have been very helpful in driving traffic. And that's about it right now. I, I could definitely grow. Do you, have, do you have an example of what that looks like? Uh, yes. For instance, uh, Rockslide. Rockslide.com. It is a more Western hunting themed website. And I sponsor sponsor the gear deals section. So it gives me the ability to post directly into that set forum gear websites and deals and stuff like that as I see fit. And they also see my logo every single day when they go into that section of the forum. I try not to copy and paste verbatim from my website over to the rock slide forum, but I will utilize the same information from my daily deals over to there. And it's in, it's especially important on Black Friday and Memorial Day. And that's really where the bread and butter of the website comes in. The daily deals are great, but I really hit home with people when it comes to a deal season, basically. Memorial Day, Labor Day, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, things like that. When these big sales happen across the web, and I condense that all down into one blog post. Yeah, back in when I was doing a more retail-focused business, like with my footwear comparison shopping site, it's like, oh, yes, looking forward to Black Friday. It's like, it's a lot of work trying to keep tabs on all the different deals, but it's very, very rewarding in a short period of time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you you hear a lot of retailers say that's when they come out of, they start making their profitability in quarter four. And quarter four is a huge jump in my website for two reasons. Yes, it's Black Friday. People are buying Christmas gifts and the deals are the best usually, but also that's peak hunting season. So people are buying more hunting gear. Uh, Right now, my strategy this time of year is to focus on evergreen content and the occasional sale and deal on a, uh, I call them post-season deals when people are trying to get rid of their product. But as that switches towards hunting season, then I'll start focusing in on who has the best price on certain products. Okay. Well, Cameron, you got the full-time job. You've got this website that seems to be growing really well. Give me a sense of the day in the life and the time it takes to, to put all this stuff together. <laughs> I don't even want to put it in the, on paper, to be honest with you. It hurts my feelings. But uh, So my day job is Monday through Friday. Uh, it's a two-hour commute to and from, hour and 40 minutes. We'll call it two hours by the time you stop and get gas each and every day. So I get up usually like 5.30. I get home usually around 6 p.m., take care of the dog, do some housework if necessary, and then I'm up till 10.30, 11 o'clock working on the website. I will say that if an opportunity presents itself for me to double dip, I will do so if if needed. But I try to really hit things hard on the weekends when I'm not hunting Um, and focus on building the website. Due to this time constraint, I've had to bring in someone to help me, but it is a full-time job working for myself, and it's a full-time job working for someone else. Uh, I will say that. I am burning my candle at both ends, but I recognize the reward is to get away from the nine to nine to five is a joke, but uh, to to the day job and then take my business and I can utilize my laptop from anywhere in the country and travel around and hunt and do whatever I want to do when I want to do it, make my own schedule. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. That's, 
that's the hustle part of the side hustle nation. This is the, you know, control what you can control. This is, you know, putting in the effort to make this work and make this a reality. What's next for you? Is there a light at the end of the tunnel where you stop those two hour commutes in the 12 hour days? There is. I'm thinking 2022 financially, I could step away right now. I'm just not sold on paying for my own insurance yet. And there's a couple other things that I, w- I want to have a better nest egg build up before I step away because I just bought a $100,000 business not too long ago. So I'm trying to build up my personal finances. But I also, I want to develop a couple more parts of the website. And I actually have a couple more websites that I'm trying to get going before I step away. They don't have to necessarily make money, but I want that content out there before I step away. I'm looking to have some fun with hunting gear deals. And it's just a matter of taking that leap of faith, probably the start of quarter four of 2022. Well, I'm excited for you. Don't, don't rush it. You know, don't let me be the one who's being like, well, come on, why don't you quit now? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Like, don't, don't make a bet that you can't afford to lose. I think it's a great idea to continue to stack cash and be smart about it, be risk averse about it in that way. Anything that surprised you over the last 14 months, 15 months of being the sole operator, the sole owner? Actually, the growth of the website has surprised me. I figured out there are certain products that are more popular than others, whether it's a better product or not. It just, there's a fear of missing out when it comes to buying certain things. And if I can be the first to the table to have that either gear review or whatever kind of information about that product, I drive more traffic. There was a couple posts that I created. They're actually deal posts that generated more page views last year than my popular Black Friday post had generated in five years. Hmm. So that was a light bulb that went off. It's like, I need to be first. So when I'm talking to a manufacturer, it's like, whatever information you can provide me now, I want. And I want to be the first person to touch this product so I can provide that information to the consumer. Now, what I have noticed is those same pages that were gaining so much traction and generating revenue in the beginning, I've decreased on my Google rankings from being first to being on the second page. But I've made enough money to, it doesn't hurt my feelings anymore because next year that product's off the market anyways. So I'm looking towards that next product and going to trade shows and stuff like that. I get to see that product and I can start gathering that information now. So there's a lot of things like, just building the website, you wake up one day and there's been some kind of update and you're like, oh, the website doesn't work today. And I have no way, no clue on how to code. So I call my web web developer and I was like, hey, can you fix this? And five seconds later, he's got it fixed. So putting those pieces of the puzzle together as a first time business owner has been tricky. But thankfully, when I purchased this business, I purchased it from a friend that I, that will help and guide me from that. So when I have questions, I still pick up the phone and I say, hey, Mike, where's this at on the website? How do I adjust it? And he's, he knows because he helped build it from day one. And I still don't know how to adjust some of the stuff. Yeah, I like that. That call to be first, to be early, to kind of put the product on people's 
radar. They are thankful to you for that. And that can be rewarded in Google as well. Like, well, somebody's searching for it. This guy's already covered it. So we'll send him some traffic. Uh, Cameron, really appreciate you sharing the ins and outs of kind of a unique spin on an affiliate site with this daily deals component. Labor intensive, yes, but definitely a value add for subscribers as well. So huntinggeardeals.com is where you can find him. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Never turn down an opportunity to learn something new. If you told me five years ago that I was going to be doing affiliate marketing and building a website and being my own boss, I would have said you were crazy. All these steps that I've taken in my career from my first job in telemarketing through thinking I was going to be a teacher and an accountant to a safety guy, an environmental person, all helped mold and shape me to where I am today. I can still go back and utilize those telemarketing skills and learn how to talk to strangers and control the conversation and move it where I need it to be and have that confidence to talk to somebody because I took a leap and just took a job. I didn't realize I was gaining that knowledge and experience at that level until later on in life. Same thing with teaching. I'm able to relay information uh, to an audience that doesn't necessarily know that prior to. Uh, And the accounting side, working and running a business and understanding numbers and understanding the value of putting in time here versus over there and then your return on your investment. And lastly, I have a passion for it. I'm able to take something that I am very passionate about as far as hunting. And it was one of my greatest expenses in life. And that sounds crazy, but by the time you you buy land, you buy gear, you go on hunts, you drive to those hunts. I was able to take that expensive hobby and eventually turn that into expenses for a business. And they're all write-offs. Yeah, now you write that stuff off. (laughs) Exactly. So. No, it's a, it's been a fun process and uh, I'm only looking forward to the growth of this business and taking this same business model into fishgeardeals.com and truckgeardeals.com and all these other websites that I haven't started yet if I get the chance one day. I love it. Next up, world domination. Cameron, this has been awesome. Never turn down an opportunity to learn something new. It's so true and something that makes me so grateful to be able to do the work that I do because no two days are the same. And I feel like I get to learn something new uh, every time through conversations with people like yourself. So again, hunting gear deals, really appreciate you joining me and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate the opportunity. All right. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Cameron. Definitely lots of creative ideas and tactics to take away from this episode, but maybe the most powerful statement, what is his comment at the very end, how Five years ago, he never would have expected to be doing any of this online stuff. I think that's a testament to the power of learning new things, to stacking up skills, and really recognizing that the skills you have today aren't set in stone. You can always learn more, and I love that as a number one tip. So gut reactions to this interview, a couple things. First, definitely a big opportunity to continue to grow that email list. Maybe there are some partnership opportunities with some of the brands in the space. We've seen some Side Hustle Show guests put on virtual summits for their audience and include the brands as sponsors for those events in exchange for their uh, promotion to their existing email lists. But that makes me excited because I see it as a big upside. Second thing was seeking out a more 
programmatic way to source, even if it's just some of the deals. Cameron mentioned uh, the service Camel, 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 which I think is just for Amazon. But maybe you could pull from more sources, from like more stores, from like affiliate product APIs or data feeds, if those exist. I think that would be really cool because right now it sounds like it's a really labor intensive process. Now, of course, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. And you know, where there's a barrier, there's an opportunity for those willing to work through the barrier. But that's definitely something that I would explore if I were to build out a similar service. And speaking of similar services, Cameron just laid out the game plan for a hobby deals affiliate business and even mentioned his own plans to branch out into fishing and truck gear deals. There's no reason why you couldn't replicate this side hustle across any number of different hobby niches. And actually, as a special listener bonus for this episode, I put together a list of 20 more hobby niche ideas where you could apply the same business model, curate the best deals, review the top products. You can download that list for free at sidehustlenation.com slash Cameron, C-A-M-R-O-N, or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. And like you mentioned, worst case, hey, now you've got a legitimate reason to write off the expenses related to your hobby. That, of course, is hashtag not tax advice. But big thanks to Cameron for sharing his insight. Thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring this week. Your 30-day free trial of bookkeeping bliss awaits you at freshbooks.com slash side hustle. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.